Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast on Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar, and joining me today is editor-in-chief of Mile High Sports magazine, Doug Ottawa. We've had him on before. We're going to talk a little bit about Carlos Gonzalez, but before we do that, I want to thank our sponsors at Tap 14. Tap 14 at 1920 Blake Street. Now the Rocky season is in full swing. It's the best place that you can go to get a drink, to get some food before, after, or even during the game if you don't get tickets. I'll admit I've done that a couple times myself. So there is uh, an opportunity there. When you go up there, you can see that uh, fantastic rooftop bar, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. You won't find uh, the regular old national brands up there. This is all Colorado uh, through and through. The, The food is locally sourced. It rotates every season. Chef Andrea Varela does a terrific job with that. It's your spot to go. It's my spot to go. Check them out at tap14.com. Spell that out, tap14.com. As I said, we have Doug Ottawa with us again, which is uh, always a good opportunity to talk to Doug. You've, you've followed this team. We've both followed this team all season long. And, and I wanted to talk about Carlos Gonzalez. He was brought back on the one-year deal. It was going to cost a, a decent amount of money, but a lot less than I think most people would have expected given the bad year he had last year. Well, Slowly but surely, while everyone was looking at Ian Desmond's horrible season, Carlos Gonzalez did not start out well, and there was kind of this presumption that, well, he had a bad year last year. Maybe the Rockies just bought in and and Cargo's running out of gas, despite the fact he's only 32. Well, maybe people were throwing dirt too soon. Yeah, I think so. I mean, traditionally speaking, and I remember writing this column last season um, when he really was slumping, but, but if you look back historically at Cargo's career, He's always been a little bit of a slow starter, but almost without fail, he gains month by month toward the end of the season. I mean, that's just who he is. I mean, he's always done that, even when you'd say he was in his prime whenever you wanted to find that. Um, so I, I think the fact that that he's heating up right now is great because I don't I don't see, you know, I, I you watch a guy like that play and you're like, this guy can still play. He doesn't look old in any sense of the word. He still has that sweet swing. Um, he still has all the power. He's, I mean, he's got all the, he, he's the, he's the ultimate five tool player. And so, you know, when you, when you really boil it down, you're like, I don't, I don't think that guy's done yet. He just isn't. So the fact that he kind of follows that trajectory every single season Hey, that's fine. That's just who he is. Yeah, and I think the Rockies know that full well. And so I think there is some patience there. And and the advantage you know is if you get Carlos Gonzalez in in great shape, you have an, a dynamic offensive player. And you still get gold glove caliber defense as well. And that really hasn't stopped for him. But to get an idea of how he is hitting of late, as we record this, the Rockies are going to move into their uh, in the game with the Reds. It's a Wednesday, second game with the Reds after Kyle Freeland did a good job. And at this point now, Carlos Gonzalez, from month to month, we, you talked about heating up, and he has done that. March, he hit 250, uh, just the, the couple games there. April, 246. May, 267. Now, June, well, not only a couple games there as well, but 333. The, the bright side is while the average is 264 in the year, which isn't all that great, then again, the National League it's not average bad. is in the 240s now. We're looking at a slightly different offensive world. It's not bad. You can live with it. But uh, what he's done is he's gotten things done in the clutch. It's when no batters are on this year, he's at 229. That's not all that great. But when runners are on at anywhere, 
297, and when they're in scoring position, 325. So all year long, he's been very good with runners on base, just like Trevor Story, who also is another guy that's really unimpressive at the batting average. Until you look at how he hits in the clutch situations, he's been really good. Cargo seems to be having that, and last night, for opening game of this Red Series, he hit a ball that I'm not sure landed yet. Yeah, it still hasn't. Still still going. But I, I think the, you know, the one thing with Cargo is that it, it looks to me like he actually, of all the players on the team, with that with that big swooping lefty swing, he kind of looks like he's becoming at this stage maybe a little bit more of what I would call a professional hitter. I mean, they're so used to that shift on him. But I've seen a couple times in the last couple weeks where he's put the ball the opposite, and he's ma- he's made him pay for that kind of shift. Or or maybe it's not even just putting the ball the opposite, but it's not just swinging for the fences. He's had some nice timely. You know, the stats you just read off in terms of what he's doing with guys on base and guys in the scoring position, he's putting the ball in play and doing so wisely. He's not always hitting home runs, which I think is a criticism of this team in general. And I think Cargo's kind of gone the opposite of that, especially in the last, you know, month. And that's why the average goes up. I mean, he has been, and we we say heating up, it's really been heating up over the last 30 days. Uh, He's hit very, very well, but it continues to go up and up and up. In the last 30 days, he's at 328. In the last 15 days, 368. So, that's, I mean, he that's hot. Been, he's been scorching. And, and what's nice is you're seeing the strikeout-to-walk ratio, which hasn't been great. It's not great all around baseball, to be totally honest. But uh, he's getting better with that as well. So you're not seeing as many empty at-bats uh, as something that's a problem for all the Rockies, and Gonzalez included. But uh, even that is improving. So all of it's coming around, and, and that it really couldn't come at a better time because – some of the Rockies pitching, especially in the bullpen and even among the starters, has been a little wobbly. How important do you think going from, from here until, let's say, the All-Star break? What does Carlos Gonzalez need to hit? Does he need to stay where he's at and just keep this going, stay in the 260s? Or does he need to heat up a little bit more to make sure that they can book the wins that, that they need to get to stay competitive in the NL West? I mean, obviously, the, the hotter he is, the better this, this team is. And because he's so capable of moving that lineup along and producing within it i mean it's not just it's not just the rbis but it's you know it's eating up outs it's taking advantage of another team's pitching staff and and getting guys to to pitch more innings than they want to i think he's because the way he's hitting um and he's and he's not taking those easy strikeouts as much as he has in the past i think he's doing a lot for this lineup so does he need to continue on a 366 pace i mean she's that would be great i don't think that's realistic um, one thing I do like is the fact that they have so much depth in the outfield that they don't have to tax him. I mean, they, you know, they're able to spell him, which I know I just said he's not old and I don't believe that he is, but I think a player in his thirties can benefit from a day off here and there. Yeah. Oh, um, I agree completely. Especially when it's not the typical, Oh, it's our Sunday lineup. So all these guys take the day off. I mean, I think Bud Black does a good job of, giving guys rest in a timely way to where it doesn't affect their overall lineup in the outfield obviously has enough depth to do that. But I think something like, you know, something as simple as that helps a guy like cargo. Um, especially if maybe he goes over four in a game, you know, maybe you sit him the next day, he comes back fresh and boom, all of a sudden he's, he's one for four or two for four. The injury to David Dahl is, is obviously not a good thing for the Rockies, but maybe it does clarify some issues in the outfield. If, if you're Ian Desmond's going to still get some occasional spots in left or to Paris there, Charlie Blackman is there. Uh, the, 
it gives Gonzalez an opportunity when he's staying hot to stay in that lineup a little more Definitely. often. Because, look, if he if he's hitting like this, you want him out there. And you want him out there in the top five batters in your lineup. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that he's heated up a lot lately because he is an everyday guy. So, I, I mean, while you want to keep the miles low, so to speak, I, there's something to be said for momentum. And, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned uh, Ian Desmond and getting some games in left and and – um, you know, maybe away from first base. I, I still think it's intriguing, although you hate to lose his glove and his arm in the outfield, but is there is there a reason to ask the question, could Cargo play first base? I, maybe not full-time, but maybe in a pinch. I've asked that as well. I, I think you figure a guy that's as good a fielder as he is, that it, it's probably possible, right? I mean, it seems like something that, that you could do if you really wanted to focus on it and and you'd hate to think that after the expense of uh, adding Ian Desmond that he's not going to be a fit there. But perhaps that's the case. And the idea when you get older, the wear and tear, is, it is advantageous. The problem is Ian Desmond's about the same age as Cargo, so right. I'm not really sure who you're well, saving. In business school, I think we call Ian Desmond a, uh, a sunk cost. Yes, you know, that is, that's the term, right? At, at some point, you got to say, you know what? He's going to cost what he costs, whether that was a mistake or a, a wise spend, whether he's 30, whether he's 20. And look, the guy's not producing, and you got to figure out, well, how can you get more production out of your baseball team at every position? And if Cargo were to happen to be, you know, and a lot of that comes with a very healthy outfield, which they have so much depth in the outfield, they don't have any depth at first base. I mean, almost, you know. They it, really don't. I mean, the only, the only depth they have, <laughs> they've used par there, but he's this the same issue. He's an, he's an outfielder. Right. He miscast, and Ryan McMahon hasn't been able to hit enough to hold the job down. So, yeah, they, they are very shallow there, and uh, – I do think there's maybe some merit to it because if he continues to play well, and the nice thing if for people to look at is for Carlos Gonzalez, the idea that all of a sudden he is not going to be able to uh, sustain this. He's only 32 again. Right. And we're talking about he's a guy that really old. had one bad year as a Rocky. He really hasn't had an atrocious uh, run of years. It's really just last year. I was thrilled when the Rockies brought him back because I – he strikes me as a guy that would go somewhere else and and turn around and have a great year. I mean, he just he's such a good baseball player. I mean, in every facet of the game, he's very very proficient. And I think to just say, well, you know, this guy had one. It'd be one thing if he was thirty six to say, yeah, we think that he's hit the he's hit the top of the bell curve and he's on his way down. But I mean. He's not old by any means. I mean, look at him this year. He's in phenomenal shape. Yeah, yeah, he looks great. And the, the swing returns a little bit in the home run we saw last night. And it's, yeah, it's a home run, obviously. So it, it looks good. But he, he is looking a bit like Ken Griffey Jr. again, because that's the, the swing I've always thought Carlos Gonzalez has. It looks like uh, Griffey's, that, that yeah. left handed looping type of swing. The one we all wish we had. Yes, absolutely. But uh, I had a looping swing, but it wasn't pretty or anything. <laughs> so the idea that. Uh, Cargo could maybe be getting back. And, you know, right as we were recording this, I actually called up that spray chart because I wanted to take a look at what you were saying. And, and sure enough, uh, Cargo is, is they when they're shifting against him, they're not having really all that much luck. He is He's very, more or less going everywhere. He yeah. is going all over the field more than he usually does, especially on fly balls. Fly balls are going all over the place. I mean, I know that uh, this is obviously an audio medium, but if you if you're at home listening and you can look at this spray chart, I mean, this looks like a well-decorated cupcake. There's dots yeah. all over it. I, and, I mean, I think that's that's what I was kind of getting at with. I, I don't think that Cargo's the 
pull only hitter that people think or thought he was. I think he's becoming a very well-rounded hitter and he's not just going for the fences. I mean, he's got six home runs and he obviously hit the the huge one the other night in Cincinnati, but I also think, you know, six is a good number because to me that says this guy still has plenty of power. He can still jerk it out of the park when you need him to, but he's also not, you know, it's not all he's doing. And I think that the number of hits that he's had and the place that he's had them tells you he's, he's up there with, with other things in mind other than just taking the ball deep. And I think sometimes in his career, he's fallen into that trap. I mean, and look, if I had the kind of power that he had, I probably would too. Um, and especially when you have a team that at times needs one run to be back in a game. But I think he's done a very, very good job of being a being a quote unquote responsible hitter. I guess is this is this always the presumption is this is the end of Carlos Gonzalez's career in in Colorado? Of course, that was the presumption at the end of last year, and they brought him back. Can you envision a situation where he has a pretty good year and the Rockies pony up the money to keep him beyond twenty eighteen? It's a tough scenario, just strictly because of the depth in the outfield, and that's again. I mean, and I'm not trying to to put words in anyone's mouth or create ideas that are um, not feasible. But I do think at some point over the season, it might be worth seeing what he is like as a first baseman because credit to Jeff Breidich for all the depth they have in the outfield. At the same time, Jeff Breidich has to make, he has to sort of clean up a mess at first base. And yes, I know they like Ryan McMahon, but he's still a prospect basically. And he hasn't come through yet. Well, if cargo can play first base and you know, you have, I mean, how old was Mark Reynolds last year? I mean, I think Mark Reynolds was 30. I'd have to look, but I think it was 33. So, you know, similar, kind of, similar, yeah, age. Yes. similar kind of thing. I bet the Rockies wish they had Mark Reynolds this year. Yeah. He's, I, I, I mean, would, I would presume so. Yes. So I, I just think that at first base, I mean, you look at, there's a lot of players historically, George Brett, one of our favorites, right? Guy started out at third base, but probably extended his career by, well, I don't know, maybe five, oh, six seasons by, by finishing easily. as a first baseman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I think that it can be done. And I think that the, the reluctancy of the guy like cargo is like, if you have that guy, you put him in the outfield because he can gun anyone down from anywhere. But you, you also need to consider the strengths of your team. And right now depth in the outfield is one of them. Depth at first base is not one of them. Right. Mark Reynolds, by the way, just to uh, rub some salt in the wound, Rockies fans, sorry, has played 17 games in the bigs for the Nationals this year. Uh, he is hitting 291 with six home runs already in 17 games. So, yeah, maybe they uh, maybe they slipped up there. He hasn't even struck out all that many times. Yeah, 11. I wouldn't overpay for Cargo. And I think that actually this but year. if you could get him at the, the 8 to 10 range again. Yeah, I mean, I. And, and the thing is, is that in my mind, and I think the minds of a lot of people, Carlos Gonzalez is a Rocky. Yes. And, and I think that people here would love to see him ride out the rest of his career as a Rocky. I mean, you know, he, he's just one of those guys. How many that, Rockies I mean, are really better? I've thought about that, and I thought he's definitely in the, in the top 10 that I have all time. And we'll do that as another podcast because I, I can't wait to do that. I might have to do a series of that. Yeah. But, I mean, if you were to throw guys in, in, the, in, in just the in, – handful of guys you're talking about larry walker obviously nolan Arnado now yep. uh and then i i think there's maybe a, a gap below that but then maybe in some capacity uh helton tulowitzki uh gonzalez uh, maybe even a dante bichette 
Uh, and then, you know, maybe you get into a pitcher or two, but the Rockies obviously don't have a great history there. But, I mean, he's he's on the short list. We're oh, talking in the, in the top half dozen I mean, by almost any argument. I would say, especially if you limit the conversation to outfielders, it's him and Larry Walker. Yes. And I mean, Charlie Blackman is gaining, but when you compare it as much of an impact Blackman's had, he really hasn't been out there that long compared to say Carlos Gonzalez. Right. I mean, that's, and that's the thing is that, um, and as much as I love Charlie Blackman, I think in terms of natural baseball, God given talent, it's Larry Walker and Carlos Gonzalez. I think Charlie Blackman is a tremendous baseball player, but I also think that he's worked for everything that he's got. And that's not a knock on either party it's just sort of saying like you watch a guy like larry walker play baseball you watch a guy like carlos gonzalez yeah and you just they're fluid i mean you've been down to spring training you see yeah. the drills where you know guys are, are are skipping on the cutoff play and they do the drill where they're trying to throw it into into the bucket from the outfield or whatever cargo just does it on the fly and he does it so flawlessly and fluidly that you know it's it's special to watch a guy like that and and i think that's what uh you know, not to get in, like you said, you can, you can go down the list of, of all time great Rockies, but cargo is on the list and how you rank them is kind of up to yeah, you. But beauty is definitely not a beholder, but I get, I get where you're going because I agree. When I look at it myself, I look at those guys that are, that were uh, less about the longevity. I guess you would look at raw stats. It's Todd Helton and then everybody else. But I look at, at maybe the guy that at their peak was the best player. And so to mm-hmm. me, I look at a Larry Walker uh, for the much of the same reason could do everything. And it looked effortless. Carlos Gonzalez totally. is that kind of guy. Nolan Arenado is that kind of guy for a, for a short amount of time. Troy Tulowitzki was that kind of yep. guy. So I, I think it is different than say a Helton or a Blackman who are outstanding players, but were self-made guys, not because they had these tremendous physical gifts that they could just kind of roll out of bed and be right. good. They were hard workers. And so that's where you wonder if someone like Carlos Gonzalez, especially out them, whatever this last year, and it seems like it's coming around this year is as he gets older, you get just a, a hair slower. Cargo probably had never really experienced that. Right. And so the adjustment adjustment to realize, okay, I'm a little older. I have to pull the trigger a little faster, which means I have to identify the pitch a little faster. All this is relatively new. And if he's starting to come around to that, then yeah, then there's an opportunity for sort of a second phase of his career. And mm-hmm. maybe, like you suggested, it should be at first. Could be. And I, who knows? You know, like I said, I don't want to take that cannon out of right field ever. But if it means keeping a guy like that on your roster – and playing to your strengths with the young guys you have in the outfield, it might be something to look at. It'll be interesting to see where the Rockies go. Obviously, they're playing the Reds, a series that they need to get. Uh, The Dodgers are looming reasonably close. We'll talk about them uh, on the podcast on Friday. But, uh, Doug, people can find you at DOttawill on Twitter. And, of course, the brand-new issue of Mile High Sports Magazine is uh, out and about right now. You can make sure you check that out as well. And uh, soon enough, we'll have it online for you as well. But we have to make sure our subscribers get it, you know, first. Absolutely. uh, you know, we can't just give perks, every, everything perks. away on, on the internet. Not everything, but you do get this. This <laughs> one's free. And it's free because of our friends at Tap 14. Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just basically, you, you go across the street from home plate. Just take a diagonal, and they're right about there. You have an opportunity to sit up at that rooftop bar. There are other rooftop bars in the area. They're so much more full. They're, 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 this one's cozy. It's comfortable. You can find a place to sit, whether you want to be at the bar or up at one of the tables. Uh, you can go on throw a little cornhole or bags or whatever you call it up on the roof and go check out the action on Blake street from there. So make sure you check them out. All Colorado beers, all Colorado spirits, and all Colorado food. 
it's your spot to go for the Rockies games. Tap14.com. Spell it out. Tap14.com. For Doug, I'm Sean. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time right here on Mile High Sports.